When I was a child, frankly, church was pretty boring for me. The, the Sunday routine could be boiled down to sit, stand, sing, shake hands, sit, stand, sit, listen, have a snack. As a little kid, I never understood the undercurrents of theology running through our hymns, and the sermons were never really directed at me, so even if I listened, I didn't get much out of it. Instead, they would dim the lights of the sanctuary, and I would find myself getting really sleepy. Eventually, my parents would wake me up in time to eat a scrap of bread and a little tiny glass of juice. Done. Go in peace. Sure, there was Sunday school and the little after-church get-togethers, but my family was busy, and we'd done our worship, so we left and went about our week. We had the opinion that church was for worship, and we had participated in our hour-long duty to God, and now we would go home. I'm sure my family was not the only one to think like this, that worship was lacking a little in substance. I recently listened to a podcast where a Buddhist monk criticized Christianity for not having enough physical practices. He mentioned praying, but he felt that that seemed to only answer, our only answer to every single problem. You having job problems? Let's pray about it. You lost your keys? Take it to prayer. Feeling a disconnect from God spiritually? Have you tried praying on that? <laughs> to most people, perhaps this hits a little too close to home. But sometimes I feel like we forget a huge part of the Christian life and practices when we only consider worship. Yes, worship is a big part of Christianity, as is prayer, but Christianity is a lifestyle, a way of existing, not just something you do for an hour a week and then walk out the door to forget all about it. One of the key beliefs of Christianity leads to a lot of practices that most won't recognize immediately. I'll, uh, I'll draw from this passage from the third chapter of the Gospel of Mark, verses 31 through 35. Then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived. Standing outside, they sent someone in to call him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they told him, Your mother and brothers are here, outside looking for you. Who are my mother and brothers? he asked. Then he looked at those seated in a circle around him and said, Here are my mother and brothers. Whoever does, does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. As a child, this passage always seemed a little weird to me, like Jesus was casting off his own family. But in reality, it was saying something more about Christian life. We exist as a body of Christ, 
as one family in God, and we are to treat our neighbors as loved ones and bless our enemies. Who is outside God's love? Who is there that we should not treat with care and respect? If we are all children of the Most High God, then who is not our family? If your family called you and asked for help, wouldn't you do something for them? If your family was down or depressed, wouldn't you sit with them? And if someone in your family was having a party, well, wouldn't you want to celebrate with them? If you wouldn't, are they really your family? And if the church calls you in your time of need, do you answer like you do your family? If you wouldn't, doesn't that say a lot about the way we treat church? In the letter to the Colossians, St. Paul says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Most of the time, we look at this quote and we say, Have all your actions be meaningful to God. But I think there's also another way of looking at it. In the body of Christ... Whatever we do, because we are children of God, it is an act of worship. When the church eats together, or visits the sick, or helps in the garden, or cleans the sanctuary, we build up one another and help grow the body of Christ. Everything the church does together from two members to the entire congregation, is worship, a practice in which God is present with us. We do a great disservice to ourselves and to others who long to be part of a loving family when we only consider worship on Sunday morning or Wednesday evening to be the only time we praise God. It makes God seem separate from our world and far away from the reality and actions of our lives. But our God is and was incarnate, directly interacting with others. Jesus didn't sit in the synagogues all day and call it enough. Most of Jesus' ministry was out in the community, in people's homes, talking, eating, and healing. If church lacks community with one another and actions outside of this sanctuary, then we're not truly following Jesus' ministry. Now, I'm not trying to say that you should give up on everything else and just come to every little event we hold here. This is, this is not an attempt to uh, guilt you to participating in church life. I, I don't have much of a say in that. Your life outside of the church makes you a member of your larger community, and we obviously need to make a living. But there is a danger in not having a community in which to call your own. If Jesus is the bread of life, 
And wherever there are two or more, there is Jesus. Then our gatherings are what sustain us spiritually. We lose so much opportunity to change people's lives and be supports for one another when we fail to be a part of our community. Jesus created this church, created this community, and saw that worship could happen outside of the temple. We, as a church, need to offer the chance for healing and for love in a community made up of believers. Not only for others, but for ourselves as a place to restore our spirits. I know, right? If we don't, then we risk worship ringing hollow in the ears of the future. Amen.